for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Highway to Hoover podcast. We're happy you're here. Uh, I am your host, Joe Healy, joined, as always, by my podcast partner and partner in general over at SEC Extra, Mark Etheridge. We're rolling through season preview podcasts here on the Highway to Hoover podcast. We're going to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs in this one today. But first, before we get to any of that, I have to let you know that the Highway to Hoover podcast is brought to you by Brock's Gap Brewing Company in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, Really excited about the partnership uh, that SEC Extra and Brock's Gap Brewing Company that we have going here. Um, A lot of things kind of in the hopper. A lot of ideas we're throwing around to to kind of partner with them, especially around the SEC tournament. Nothing to announce quite yet, but suffice it to say, we're really excited about that partnership and and stay tuned for more information on all of that stuff. Um, I would be a little more specific about how to find Brock's Gap Brewing Company, but I will just tell you, go to the Hoover Met and you are basically right there. They have a, a really cool uh, brewery and, and tap house, uh, basically in the parking lot of the Hoover Met. You really can't miss it once you're there. So looking forward to spending some time there. I know Mark is as well. Kendall Rogers is going to be at the SEC tournament. We're all looking forward to spending some time at Brock's Gap Brewing Company while we're out there. Uh, we hope that, that you will as well. Uh, one other thing, if you are not subscribed to SEC Extra, uh, we humbly ask that you consider it. A monthly subscription, an annual prescription, prescription, also a prescription, um, monthly subscription, annual subscription, whatever works for you, uh, works for us. If you like what you hear today, if you're listening to the free version of this, if you're just getting the audio as opposed to the video and the transcript, um, if you like what you hear, if you're a little bit interested in what Mark and I have to say about all these SEC teams in a little more depth, uh, head on over to d1baseball.com, click on the SEC Extra tab at the top, and then go ahead and subscribe and, and give us a shot. We're going to try a whole lot of things this season. I think Mark and I are, are um, we are not short on fresh ideas to try, that's for sure. And, and who knows which ones will work and which ones won't, but we're sure going to give it the old college try, as they, as they say. So uh, we're hoping that you give us a shot. So head on over to d1baseball.com and subscribe. Okay, Mark, um, what do you say we uh, preview the Georgia Bulldogs, huh? So um, suffice it to say, uh, this is uh, Georgia football has maybe created a level of expectation that Georgia baseball and certainly Georgia basketball. This is not a college basketball podcast, but uh, Mm -hmm. Georgia basketball, not it uh, these days. But uh, the Georgia baseball program kind of quietly pretty like it's certainly not a program because they, they've not competed for national titles we'll, we'll just get that out in the open they've not been to omaha since since 08 with what i like to think of as the gordon beckham team um so it's been a while that they've that since they've competed truly for a national title but on the other hand 
they've hosted regionals a couple times recently. Yeah. Now they've lost those home regionals. So I understand the consternation there, but at this point they are kind of a solid regional type club. Last year they fell a little bit under the radar, a lot of injuries, but um, what's your just kind of assessment of, of where Georgia baseball is right now? Because I, I think I sometimes have to remind myself that just because this team has not competed for national titles, actually, largely, they're in a pretty healthy place as it stands right now. Yeah, I would agree. They're, they're one of those programs that makes the SEC what it is. Granted, there, there are a lot of teams at the top, and some some years Georgia is, you know, they're, they're there and, and competing for the for the conference title and regional, as you mentioned. Um, I think that the thing is, is their floor is pretty high. And they, they always have, a, you know, a strong nucleus that you can build on. And because of that, they're always competitive. They're always right in that range. And they just need a couple of difference makers. They just need, you know, a couple of MLB guys, right, that, that can elevate their program and, and get them so that they're at the, you know, at a comparable level to some of these teams that we see at the in the top 10 right now. And, and that's kind of where I see they are. I, and they could be there this year. I mean, they have some opportunities for some guys. They need to take some leaps, and we're, we're about to get into that. But there are some players with the ability – to, to elevate Georgia to the level that we're talking about. And, and that, that'll be a fun thing to watch for them this year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, let's, let's a good jumping off point. Let's go ahead and get into it. So the way, yeah. if this is the, if you're a Georgia fan and this is the only episode you've listened to, or if you just happen to be jumping in right now, uh, here's how this is going to go over the next 10 to 12 minutes, because we are trying to keep these episodes down to, to 15 minutes or so. We've been pretty successful so far in the ones we recorded. So good on us. A little pat on the back for Mark and I. Um, I'm going to quickly recap kind of where Georgia is, talk about the record last year, where they're at. Then Mark and I are going to take turns talking about what we like about the team, uh, the questions we have about the team. And then kind of concoct the situation under which the best version of Georgia exists. What things have to happen for this team to be as good as it as it can be. So quickly, Georgia went 36 and 23 last season, 15 and 15 in the SEC, eliminated in regionals. And it it felt like they were kind of a team that limped into regionals a little bit yeah. last year. And, and by the time they got into a regional, felt like they were maybe a little out of gas because mm-hmm. um, they weren't particularly competitive. It, it felt like. Um, and this is why, by the way, quick aside, like Georgia, I may have used this example before in a podcast, Mark and I recorded the kind of the introductory podcast, but Georgia last year is kind of the prototypical team that I think we're hoping to do a better job of covering here at SEC Extra, because last year there was a lot of other stuff to cover in the SEC. And you kind of had this Georgia team that there was a lot happening, right? I mean, they had, um, Jonathan Cannon coming back from injury and, and following that and, they actually quietly had a pretty good offense. Like we'll talk about that. I'm sure when we talk about this preview in this year's team, but they were just quietly a pretty good team. And so they kind of flew under the radar all year. And and so that, that's the type of team that like, I think with sec extra, we can do a better job of, of covering the team. That's maybe not flashy, but is still just a really solid regional club. So anyway, regardless, Georgia unranked going into uh, this season, but like all of these sec clubs, probably a good month away from being ranked if they play well, right? I mean, that's kind of where we're at with all these SEC clubs. So, um, okay. So what we like, Mark, I will let you hit lead off on this one. So tell me a little bit about what you like about the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the offensive depth in the lineup, I mean, they could have a lineup with no holes. And, you know, you talk about, you know, having depth and a lot of times you think of it as position depth. Hey, you've got two second basemen or two 
you know, two shortstop or five outfielders or whatever. But but in it, and and they they have that. But really, what I'm focusing on here is lineup depth, where you have, you know, a lot of times teams wish they could play with seven guys, right? Because the eight and nine are just easy outs. And and I think this Georgia team, they're going to have that lineup depth. And they're going to be able to to hit for power, and they're going to be able to hit for average throughout the lineup with experienced people with track records, right? And and that's the difference in some of these some of these offenses that we have questions about. It's not that they're not talented; they just don't have the track record. And I think with Georgia, with what they did a year ago, um, sprinkling in some uh, a few new guys, and you're probably talking about Charlie Condon, who's a freshman. Great big power hitter. Um, he has a chance to kind of be one of those difference makers that, that we refer to in the open. And, and I think if you get that and you get a, maybe a, like a Will David, who's the Sanford transfer, who's played a lot of baseball, was one of their best hitters coming over to, to help. Uh, you know, it just gives that 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 little bit extra. And, and I think that's what Georgia's got to they, they got to have, because when we talk about their, the questions, um, they, they do have some some questions on the mound. So in order to to get where they need to go, uh, th- that lineup's going to have to take up some slack. I think that's right, and you you found a, a good one there. And Charlie Condon it feels like an important piece here. And I would I would urge if you're a Georgia fan and you're kind of curious about him, uh, Patrick Ebert, uh, our colleague at D1 Baseball, did a good story on him coming out of the Northwoods League because he had a really good summer in the Northwoods League and participated in their home run derby and, and all that stuff. And, and Patrick, I, I actually wasn't aware the story was out there and stumbled upon it when I was doing Georgia research. So um, go check that out if you've not already done so. Um, I agree with you. I, I will do a classic improv move of, you know how they say a good improv partner mm-hmm. is yes, yes, and. So yes, and... Good defensive team last year, fielded 978. So I think having a pretty good core back where you've got a center fielder and, and Ben Anderson back and, and Parks yeah. Harbor is back and Connor Tate, kind of older players. And then you mentioned Will David. They also add Sebastian Murillo, a, a Long Beach State Long transfer Beach. at shortstop. Both of those guys are really steady defenders. So I think it's going to be a good defensive team again as well, which I think is the other half of having that type of lineup depth is I think it's a team that will feel the ball pretty cleanly, uh, which is key for these SEC teams that are going to occupy this this middle of the pack, I, I feel like. So um, the other thing I will add that I like is that I do think they they have a really interesting bullpen. Uh, we're going to talk about some questions on the mound, but where I think I like what they have is that they're going to give you a lot of different looks. I mean, you know, Zach DeVito is a two-lane transfer who's going to come at you with pretty typical closer stuff, mid-90s fastball, hard-breaking ball. Then they've got Dalton Radens, a Wofford transfer who's going to come at you from down under 80 miles an hour yeah. and a Frisbee slider at, you know, 60, whatever. Um, we'll see if that works in the SEC. Um, you know, it, maybe if you nothing else, he's more it. of a... Yeah, exactly. You just, I'm kind of fascinated because I, I believe anything, you know, that, that I would believe he's incredibly effective for that reason. I'd also believe that ultimately, you know, against this level of hitter, it just doesn't work all that well, but there's, it's certainly going to give them a different look. And then, you know, they've got an Elon transfer and Kyle Greenler, who is kind of in between those two in terms of stuff, right? It's like a low nineties fastball. And, um, and there's, you know, there's, we could sit here and go back at Matthew Hoskins, a freshman with a really good arm, super athletic guy. Yeah. So I just think the bullpen might actually be a strength here, um, which, you know, here's, here's a segue for you, which might lead into, I think where some of our questions are going to be. So uh, Mark, yeah. go ahead with uh, the questions you have about Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Starting pitching. I mean, with, with, with Jaden Woods moving to into the Friday role, I think that's, I mean, he's he's that difference maker guy. He was really good this fall. Um, I, I saw them 
uh, did the fall report on them and saw them in Jacksonville against Florida. And apparently he changed his grip on his breaking ball and that made all the difference once he got confidence with it. And now it's, it's a plus plus pitch, man. I mean, it's, it's, he, he always had the fastball and now you've got, now you have something to go with it. I think the question is, can he do this consistently? Is this, does this have staying power? And once he's, you know, through the lineup once, are they going to figure him out? You don't really see that in fall ball. Um, and, And also, you know, through the league and the books out on you, and you know, how, how does that progress? I think those are those are kind of questions. And then after him, I mean, you have Sullivan, you have Crisp. I mean, who, who am I leaving out? Wagner. I mean, you've got some guys that have some experience. Um, it's just the question of can they elevate and and be more than just inning eaters and be difference makers? Because if if we're talking about competing in the SEC, I mean, that means you're. I mean, and the way things look this year, that means you're a national contender. I mean, uh, you look in, you know, 10, 11, 12 teams going to make a regional this year. I mean, Georgia would be right on that bubble if we had to pick it in the preseason. And so in order to 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 exceed those expectations, some of these guys are going to have to come forward, uh, step forward and, and be you know, not just solid SEC starters, but somebody who's going to be able to match on Saturday in Gainesville, right? I mean, th- those are the kinds of, you know, that that's a difficult task if you're talking about going up against Waldrop and, and Sproat. So those the, that's really what I'm looking for is, is can – one is Woods the, the guy, and if so, who who's going to step forward and be two, three, four? Yeah, I will echo all of that. I, I totally agree. And I, I learned a lot about, you know, you did your fall report. I'll go ahead and, and plug your fall report on Georgia. Um, you know, I learned a lot about kind of Jaden Woods just in that fall report, not only what he's doing to improve his game, but also, you know, I, I wasn't aware that he was mostly a lacrosse player. Um, you know, up until a certain point, he's relatively new to baseball, which is interesting. Um, so he's a guy you just wonder if, and I hope for Georgia's sake, this isn't the case, but he's a guy you just wonder if maybe his best is just to come once he gets into pro baseball because he's got a pro arm, but is he just going to be the type of guy that needs to be not also a student while he's, you know what I mean? Like once you get into pro baseball, that's just what you do. It's like, you know, you can, you can train all the time. You can practice all the time. You have unlimited access to, to your coaches and everything else where in college, you just, you just can't do that. So there's some guys who it doesn't click for until they get into that type of environment. And so with Woods being that he's still kind of learning himself as a baseball player, is that maybe a little bit the case with him? And I think relatedly is you talk about his improved raking ball. That's obviously a non-negotiable if he's going to become a, an effective starter in the SEC, even setting aside, is he like a high end Friday guy? All that is an interesting question, but even just to be a guy who can give you five quality innings, the breaking ball is going to have to be a part of that. And so you know, not only is it, can he go a second or even third time through the lineup, but also just is that breaking ball good enough to where it allows him to become a starter and be efficient and get through the lineup? Or is it, does it just make him an even more dominant reliever? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like there, there is a spectrum of results here. Like he's been a pretty good reliever. The ERAs aren't great, but he's been a pretty good reliever his first two years. They're hoping he becomes a high end Friday starter. There's like a whole spectrum of results in there. And so it is possible to just, you know, hey, he he's actually just a really, really good reliever. Um, that being said, 
because it's not like Georgia has a lot of proven options right behind him, it may also be a deal where they just kind of have to keep running him out there because he's the best arm they got. And, you know, if it's, if it's really good for four innings, great. If it's good for seven, even better, but they may just have to kind of live with, with, with that. So um, those are, I think the, 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 I think you nailed the biggest questions there. So uh, let's move on to what has to happen here. I think we've, we've laid a lot of it out right there, but go ahead, Mark, what has to happen for this Georgia team to be as good as it can be? Well, it's, it's it's pitching depth and, you know, I won't go back over what I talked about before, but they got, you know, four or five freshmen. They really like that, that have good stuff who are going to be good pitchers. If they're good this year, it's a total game changer, right? And we've seen guys come in as freshmen and and, and be able to contribute and, and have defined roles and, and be able to give, you know, elevate teams and give them, you know, a, a, a better opportunity for success. And I think for me, I think Georgia's going to hit. The question for them is is going to be how much how much pitching they have and who those guys are, and and can they get to that bullpen and those transfers that you talked about in a position to win the game? Because if they do, um, you know they they're going to win some games with those guys on the back end. Yeah, I, so all of that is true. I will I will pivot to something a little bit different just so we don't um, – maybe we'll hit a little bit of a different note because I think that's the big thing. Uh, I totally agree. That they have to have a usable – a steady rotation. I don't even care if it's it's Woods, it's Sullivan, whoever it is. Iterate until you figure it out because I do think they are going to have to land on some sort of steady rotation. And that was part of the issue last year, right, is that the, the air kind of went out of the balloon at, at a point when it felt like they didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. Um but I will also say, you know, the lineup was really, really good. They do lose a few pieces. I don't want to overlook that. But I think it would be, you know, Connor Tate had a really, really good last year last year quietly. Parks Harbor hit for a lot of yeah. power. It wouldn't hurt if, if they had one or two other guys up there who, who perform at an all-conference type of level. Um, just to kind of add some impact, you know, um, whether it's Charlie Condon or whoever it is, like, you know... It, this could be an elite lineup if they have a couple of other guys really emerge to be that type of, of player. So again, that might sound like a nitpick, but that's what we're doing here. We're talking about how could this team be the best they can be. And I think a key piece of that might be don't just be the same lineup you were last year. What can you do to be a little bit, a little bit better? And, and I think adding another guy who can really impact the baseball would be uh, huge for that lineup. So, I mean, you're right. This is a team that, that I think is going to be, you know, right on that, at least in the preseason, right on that cut line in, in terms of what we think for, for what the postseason result is going to be. So there are just like a, you know, to use the cliche of game of inches there, you know, one or two things going one way or the other, I think might be the, the difference here for Georgia. So that is going to do it for our Georgia preview episode of the highway to Hoover broad highway to Hoover podcast. Mm-hmm. It is also a broadcast, which is what I started to say brought to you by Brock's gap brewing company in Hoover, Alabama. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Are you struggling to lower your bad LDL cholesterol, even though you may be taking a statin, swapping steaks for salads, and exercising while listening to this podcast? Ask your doctor if Repatha Evolocumab is right for you. With Repatha, you can dramatically reduce bad cholesterol and the risk of another heart attack while enjoying life, too, because you're human. And with convenient self-administration, you can take Repatha in the comfort of your own home. Do not take Repatha if you're allergic to it. Repatha can cause serious allergic reactions. Signs include trouble breathing or swallowing, or swelling of the face. Most common side effects include runny nose, sore throat, common cold symptoms, flu or flu-like symptoms, back pain, high blood sugar and redness, pain, or bruising at the injection site. 
Visit Rapatha.com or call 1-844-RAPATHA. Talk to your doctor today about Rapatha. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.